Welcome back to the Fantasy Funk House. We are on the cusp of week six, and week five really took a toll on us, didn't it, Jerry? It did. Uh, another another crazy week. Injuries keep piling up, and the loss column for my fantasy teams also keeps piling up. So we got an excellent show lined up, a dual celebrity in the house tonight. We have the Prime Minister of Gelfinland and also the Mayor of Gelfand Island. Alec, thanks for jumping on tonight. Thanks for having me, boys. Excited to be here. So Al's a returning guest. Uh, fan favorite, obviously. We've gotten a ton of emails begging him to come back on the show, so we're very, very excited to have him. And uh, Jerry, uh, I heard KJ's a little under the weather. I'm very sorry to hear that, and I know our listeners are going to be missing her in the background tonight. Yeah, she's actually just passed out about an hour ago. Uh, first nap of the day at 6 o'clock is not a sign of her feeling well, so... yeah. Uh, she'll get through it, though. Just a little runny nose, running a little bit of a fever, but she's tough. Probably caught it from uh, our our boss, Mr. Just Right, the White Snake. What did he do? He was a little under the weather on the uh, Pix Pod last night, so I'm guessing he's patient zero for yes. some new um, whatever we got going on in 2023 now. Something something going on throughout the living room, for oh, sure. yeah. yeah. We got a space out in the living room. Luckily, we are down the hall in the funk house. So we'll be talking about quite a few different topics tonight. We're going to start off, as usual, with uh, Jerry's review of week six. So um, let's talk about some studs and duds, Jerry. Yeah, so like I said, it was another crazy week, a lot of big points. Um, for me personally, it was a, I, I had another really good week. I went three and one. Uh, three out of four leagues I'm doing excellent so far in the upper echelon of the rankings in my uh, own personal league on the complete opposite at the bottom of the barrel fighting to stay relevant. Um, but I won't give up keeping making moves every week, doing what you got to do. You just got to stick into it. And you can bring it back. Um, but studs and duds of last week, uh, QBs fields, another huge game, 40 point banger through four TDs. Uh, we're starting to see the fields of, uh, last season a bit more, uh, but a lot more through through the arm. So it's a uh, very interesting to watch and see uh, see what we'll get him rest of season. Brock Purdy had a huge game, his best game of the season. He also had four touchdowns. He cleared thirty fantasy points. Other guys that had thirty plus fantasy point performances: the QB, Goff, Allen, Sam Howell, Joe Burrow, and Hertz. So it was a huge week for QBs. A lot of big points. Uh, not so much for these guys. Dak, he had a terrible game, had three interceptions. Uh, Danny Dimes, seven fantasy points, no touchdowns. Lamar struggled, as he always does, against the Steelers. Couldn't get any of his wide receivers to catch a ball. He only had nine fantasy points. Uh, so I don't think out of those guys, Lamar's the one I'd be least worried about. Uh, Dak really needs to get together. He's getting a lot of hate in the media this week. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they turn it around next week. Running backs, ETN, stud of the week. Uh, he had 36 fantasy points, two touchdowns on 136 yards. He also had four for 48 receiving, so great game for him. Zach Moss continues to dominate somehow. Another 30-point performance. I, I don't know how the Colts go away from him right now, but uh, we'll see how that progresses. 
Brees Hall off the snap count and producing 177 yards with a rushing touchdown. And he also had a few catches. He had 30 plus points. Achan, Monty, Jacobs, Kamara, all nice games as well. Uh, we know Chan from the uh, Dolphins is going to be out. He was placed on the IR, so he's out for four games. Uh, running back duds, Derrick Henry, he had a slow game, only 43 yards and a few catches. We're starting to see Spears cut into his volume a little bit more each week. Uh, Damian Pierce, he had 20 rushes, and he only turned it into 66 yards. Landmine, <clears throat> Uh, Kyron Shut up. Williams, Shut up. 13 for 40. <laughs> Kyron Williams, we're starting to see him fall back off a little bit. He had 13 rushes for 43 yards. He, he did not see as much action with the return of Cup. So another thing to pay attention to there. Wide receiver studs, Jamar Chase, insane game, 50-plus points, 15 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns. Just unbelievable game for him. Uh, it was much needed for that Bengals offense. Burrow needed it as well. Um, hoping to get T. Higgins back in there this week and get him some action. DJ Moore was the, the week winner, 50 points. Single-handedly took me out this week. Tough to play against a guy like that. Tyreek Hill, 30-plus points. No surprise there. Here's the biggest surprise, I think, so far at wide receiver, Thielen. He's wide receiver nine on the year so far. He had another huge game. Um, but with Thielen, I think he only got a few more weeks of him until we see what he usually does in the second half of the season where he disappears. Wide receiver duds, Alave, two for 12. Saved his day with a touchdown. That saved his stat line, but the past couple of weeks is certainly concerning. Not getting the targets. Their, their passing game looks rough. Uh, Devontae Adams, four for 45 in his revenge game. He was banged up. He's still banged up this week, so just needs him to heal up and get back to form. Nico Collins, coming off his career best game, he came back to earth for a measly six points, three for 39. Appreciate you using that big game on me, Nico. Uh, <laughs> tight end studs, Kittle, three touchdown game. If you played against him, you lost. Yep. Three touchdowns at the tight end position is you don't you don't recover from it. Dallas Garter, 25-point game. Much of the joy of managers out there who have been waiting. Uh, big game for him. Kelsey, the usual, 22 points. Uh, Logan Thomas with a big game, 9 for 77 and a touchdown. And then Laporta, this guy's on, you know, Ooh. he's on Kelsey pace right now. Three for 47, two touchdowns. The Funkhouse favorite. It was a crazy tight end. Yeah, Laporta party, we've been pumping him all year. He's really paying dividends right now. Yeah, it, even Kyle Pitts had a good game. That's how crazy the tight ends were this he week. Did. He had a fifteen point. That's wild. Yeah. After I put him on my bench, of course. Yeah, Once I put no him on doubt. my bench. I did actually start him in the Luckily league. Luckily, I had Logan. I didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm chasing points on Logie Thomas this week, and it's. Certainly not going to work out, but I don't really have a choice, so we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, man, the injuries this week, Jerry. Some huge names going on IR. Jefferson, the headliner. A-Chan. Yep. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, Richardson. Richardson. Oh, that one hurts me so bad. So bad. Basically dead in the water without Richardson. I have him in two leagues. Um 
I think there was another one I can't remember, but tough week for injuries, some huge names, huge impact guys, and uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to recover from these. So I'm very anxious to see what happens in Minnesota. A lot of talk about uh, some players getting traded maybe. So we can jump into the Fantasy Funkhouse Stock Exchange because that is the first thing that I want to talk about is these Minnesota Vikings. So you got Jefferson. A top three receiver in the league. Most people think he's the best. I, I probably do. You know, he's, what, 24-ish? Maybe 25? Uh, he's probably got six to seven, maybe more than that, prime years left. The guy's a ridiculous talent. And the team is, what, one and four right now? Kirk Cousins, lot of rumors about him getting traded right now. So... Teams that could be interested, I have no idea. I heard today Cleveland would be one. What the fuck? Is that even possible? Now, I heard they do have the cap space, apparently, but is this Watson injury, would it really warrant Kirk Cousins going to Cleveland? I don't know what you'd even get for him. If you're Cleveland, what would you give up? A lot of the talk that we've had has been the Jets, which makes sense, but... I don't know where else you'd go. If you're hurting that bad and need a quarterback, you're probably not ready to make a playoff push. And if you're not, why are you trying to trade for a 35-year-old quarterback? That's a win-now scenario, yeah, that... and, and I just don't quite compute it. So, Yeah, I don't see that either. Uh, it doesn't make much sense for either organization, really. But when, when a name like Jefferson goes down, the rumors are going to start flying. Uh, Personally, I'm extremely concerned about the offense without him on the field. I think that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, can you trust KJ Osborne at all? Does Addison, I mean, take it to a new level? There's, there's just so many questions here. And the, the one, I'd say the guy that I would like the most is Addison, just because I feel like he's going to have For the sure. opportunity to step up. Yeah. Addison's been great. Um, I don't know if this makes him like a wide receiver one by any means. I think they have him ranked as like a two right now. Uh, Alex, what do you see going forward for Jordan Addison um, with Jefferson going on IR? And by the way, what incentive does Jefferson even have to play again this year with the team being so bad, looking for a contract? So I'll throw it to you, Al. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with it. Is I was say, this sounds like it's a pretty significant – hamstring injury that is probably more than just the four weeks required for IR. And at this point they're already going to be out. So I think the chances of him playing again are extremely small. Like there's nothing else he needs to show. He's in line for an absolute monster payday. And I say, why risk it at all? Like a hamstring is not going to derail your career. If you come in and really do get hurt, I was going to say, if you want to go into the turf versus grass debate and you go out and you have a non-contact injury, I can't imagine we're going to see him again, which is he's like the only player on my team in Sankey. So (laughs) uh, I was already a middling team. (laughs) So uh, I'm just going to, yeah, that team is completely down the tubes at this point. But I guess back to the question at hand is what do you see from Addison? And I don't know, I'm a little bit biased because he was, formerly a pit boy and just destroyed people and walking into that situation and with Minnesota and a high powered offense and Jefferson taking all the heat off of him. I loved him going into this year. I thought he was going to have a nice rookie year, 
but now that he's going to be a decent bit of the focus for these defenses and I feel like the Minnesota running backs haven't done jack shit right all year either so it's like uh it's pretty much him and Hawkinson are like the only thing that you really have to worry about at all now their defense is still bad and they're going to be behind a lot so you might be able to get some garbage yards and whatever else so um if you can get him I think he's a good person to have and to start but i don't see that he's going to pick up any real production that jj's leaving on the table yeah to see a slight uptick maybe but he's been good he he hasn't cashed in like i thought he would and i drafted him everywhere and i knew i stole him off jerry in every league because i know he was looking at him um of my seven leagues i think i have him in four and two of those are dynasty which i never had a chance to get him so uh, very high on Addison going into this year. Hopefully it pays off. But if Kirk gets traded, he's almost worthless, I feel like, if if they're going to play a backup level quarterback. So that's another thing uh, that i got to kind of worry about with my Addison shares. So, um, And you're right. The, I just the, can't see uh, – I can't see Kirk going anywhere. Nobody's going to give up any sort of anything for him. Yeah. I say chances are if you do let want him to walk, you people are going to give him enough. You'll probably get a third round compensatory pick, but I don't think anybody's given a third for him this year. So I think it's just talking heads or talking. I can't see it happening. I'll be shocked. Yeah. I hope he stays for my Sankey team so I can have the Kirk to, to Addison stack there, but I don't know why you <laughs> would trade for a quarterback like Kirk because um, I, I said he's 35, which is, you know, he could still have two or three real nice years left, but you're trading for a quarterback midseason. He's got to learn a new offense. You're expecting production out of him, I'm assuming, if you're giving him a pick for him. It just does not quite make much sense. So, um, yeah, I think I think we beat this one to death here. Uh, another team I wanted to, to talk about here that's been very much underachieving, especially this past week, but just been an enigma. Ever since last year, the coach just finds a way to lose games. It's very odd. They find a way to win games, and they find a way to lose games, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. And I've been very critical of John Harbaugh. A lot of people think that he's this, like, unbelievable Hall of Fame coach. I think he was at one point. I don't think he quite is anymore. He just seems to be giving games away. And the Steelers, I'll give them the credit, you know, they won the game last, last week, and I mean, Len called it. We knew this was one of them, those Steeler-Ravens games where it was going to end up, you know, a couple scores, very, very low scoring. Steelers always seem to pull that kind of stuff out of their ass. But Baltimore gave it away. I mean, they had like eight drops in the game. That's probably, you know, exaggeration, but like five. You know, I think four different receivers. I think it's uh, – what were we going to say, Al? I think it was eight. Yeah, it was not I good. I think it's exactly eight was the number. <laughs> yeah, and uh, three of them are probably touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I know Andrews had a big drop. I mean, Zay Flowers had a nice game. He had a big drop. Um, Mikey and Len talked about it. Uh, I, I'm about halfway through the picks pod. But Len called it, and most of us probably knew that was going to happen. But I, I'm i very worried about this Ravens team as somebody who drafted Andrews and Lamar in a two-quarterback league to stack. I'm very disappointed in the production. And Jerry, as someone who was thinking about trading for Lamar, I don't know if you actually did it. Um, why don't you talk about Lamar a little bit and, and kind of where your head's at with him? Yeah, I don't think I'm quite as concerned, but there has been an odd amount of inconsistency. It's it's definitely been a week-to-week -week thing. It's like blow-up game, 
than dot game. It's it's odd, but I think that'll even out a bit as the season goes. So I'm not quite as concerned. Um, but yeah, I still, I mean, Flowers has looked good. Yeah. But the drops obviously were horrendous last week. But I still don't, I still don't feel like they have that guy that's like a true number one. No. And that's just such a disadvantage. Yeah, I, and I'm a big Lamar guy. I like him quite a bit. I just. I don't know. They, everything was about, oh, Todd Monken. It's this new, fancy Todd Monken offense. It does not look that different to me, personally. It really doesn't. I mean, a few things here and there. They throw a little bit more. A lot of their stuff's a little bit more downfield. But it just it's not that vastly different as advertised you know, in camp. So, Al, what do you think of these as a, as a Steeler fan? Getting ready to probably they – they have to play them once another time this year, right? They only played them last yeah. week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they'll play him again. And for this week, it's just typical Steelers-Ravens. It is going to be a ugly, close game. I was going to say, I actually think seven points is like the first time that it's been that high in a few years. And this is only like the fifth time Lamar has played against the Steelers or something, or maybe the fourth time. It's something extremely oh, yeah. low. He gets hurt. This is actually the best he's played against Pittsburgh. Uh, I was say, I actually think he played decently well on Sunday. It was just they were decapitated by their pass catchers not catching passes. Yeah. It was Bateman had one in the end zone. Um, Zay had a couple. Andrews had one in the end zone. Uh, somebody was like wide open down the sideline and missed. Um, but there, his really only bad true play that he had was the pz jr pick i mean i about could have played defense on that ball yeah i mean they were so i don't i'm not super worried about lamar but it's just they make some bad decisions and i'm probably biased because they do it against the Steelers a lot and it's just always that same old game but it's they've they just the ravens can never have an actual receiver yeah. And I love Zay. I think he's going to be really good for I them, do. but something too. will happen. And their running backs are always hurt. And like, it's like a committee of like journeymen. I don't understand how that happens year in and year out. Yeah. It's a good point. But I would say Harbaugh beat himself this it's, week. It yeah, seems I mean, like it's been like that for them for the past. Yeah. Yeah. I don't since get like it. Flacco I'm not right. But Harbaugh beat himself this week. he made a horrible decision at the end of halftime not kicking a field goal. I mean, you know you're going up a, against a piss-poor Steelers offense and pretty much 12 points should win the game as long as you don't let T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith kill you, which is exactly what they did. Yeah. And then he's supposed to be the special teams guru, and he let them block a punt going into his own end zone. It's like, come on, dude, your M.O. Yeah. Like, right. It's the only way you could lose to this Pittsburgh team, and you did it. I mean, dating back to last not year. Yeah. Dating back to last year, or maybe even the year before, Harbaugh more often than not just gets completely outcoached, and, and Tomlin did exactly that this week. Um, it's just I don't know. It, I, I think Harbaugh gets way more credit than he really deserves. So I have some well, questions. Well, getting outcoached by Mike Tomlin is pretty hard to pull off. So I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> I'm sure we got a lot more to talk about about the Steelers later in the show. So. Um, uh, Something else I wanted to get into here, these Chiefs wide receivers. So I don't know if any of these guys will ever step up. I mean, I was big on the Sky Moore hype going into, um, you know, late summer. 
really like him as a player. And Rishi Rice had some, you know, nice games earlier in the year. Um, nobody seems to be putting it together. I don't know if it's an Andy Reid thing where he just wants to keep spreading it out to everybody. Obviously, you got Kelsey, who Kelsey's going to play tomorrow. I have no idea how after that ankle injury. That's kind of crazy to think about. This dude's an Iron Man. I mean, he missed week one. We talked about them draining, you know, a gallon of blood out of his knee and then playing week two. Now he's going to play again. He They diagnosed him with a high ankle sprain. He was back in the game, scored a touchdown, and now he's yeah. just going to play on a short week again. Like, how does that even happen? So I'm Taylor. I, I, I mean, if I had a, the needle emoji, I would certainly be putting that in the chat right now. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm fully confident in Kelsey, in Kelsey, but Scant, a.k.a. MVS, um, Sky Moore, Rishi Rice. Who else do they even have? Um, I can't Watson. remember. Justin oh yeah, Watson. Justin Watson. Uh, they. I heard a rumor they might try and trade to get Miko Hardman back on the team. <laughs> That's how bad they need receivers. Oh so. my God. I don't Why? know. I have no they idea. They have five other Miko Hardman. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah, exactly. So I. I don't know what your thoughts are on these Chiefs wide receivers, Jerry. But can you even think about starting any of them going forward? Or is there, or is, Bye weeks coming in, and you're just like, "Fuck it, I need to, I need to put somebody in there that could catch potentially a touchdown." If I had to go with any of them, I think I'd stay with, uh, I would go with Rice. You know, we ranked these guys earlier in an episode, and I think I put him as my top one, but still not confident in any of them. He did have a touchdown last week, but he seems to get around five targets consistently, so. You hope he turns one of them into a touchdown, but yeah, I don't trust any. I don't want any of them. I don't want to have to start any of the wide. The only person I want to start off that offense is Mahomes and Kelsey and maybe Pacheco. Yeah, maybe Pacheco. Yeah, Al, what do you think about him? Uh, about the same. I was gonna say that being said, if there's any week to start a Kansas City receiver, it's this week. We got a short week. You got one of the all-time worst defenses ever on the road on a short week. If there's ever a time that their receivers are going to do anything, it's this week. And if they can't do anything this week, I would never start one of them ever again. <laughs> we always have this saying, if you're going to start them, you better fucking do it this week. And I think I'll be forced into Sky more this week just because of my bye week conundrum. But there are worse options. Maybe he'll get me four points. Maybe he'll get me six. I think those are my only two options, though. Four or six. <laughs> well, I guess seven if he gets a touchdown and a reception, but that's it. Um, but the it, one catch, it, yeah. Yeah, it'd probably get an end around knowing knowing how the Chiefs go. So, um, lastly. I would say Travis is getting an end around from Taylor to ready, get ready to go. <laughs> I saw something. This was really funny, and, and, and it was a you know NFL script joke, but they're like, NFL script, okay. Um. Taylor, oh, how did it, how did he put it? So Taylor, I guess, is in the media extremely negatively prior to um, you know the start of the NFL season for her commercial jet polluting the atmosphere. It's a huge thing. If you Google like Taylor Swift jet or jets, it comes up of people just like tearing her down and disparaging her. 
And then they the first game that she came in to uh, to watch Kelsey was with the Bears, I think. And then the second one was the Jets. And they're saying that she wanted to do that. So if you Googled Taylor Swift Jets, it would come up of like shit with her at the game instead of her <laughs> polluting the atmosphere. I was like, wow, what a conspiracy this is. This is this is incredible. What a deep dive. I have no idea if that's true. I'd love to think that it's true. It's so funny. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, just say it's true. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Al? I'll tell you what. If you want to. <laughs> If you want to see some wild conspiracy shit, go on to the Taylor Swift Reddit. Because these people, they are smart. I'll give it to them. But they have some crazy-ass theories. And she loves playing these little, like, surprises and Easter eggs and shit. They will read the tea leaves of anything. And they get some wild places real, real fast. And sometimes they get it right. And it's bonkers. Wow. So I'm all for it. I'm Sign gonna, me up on the Taylor Swift conspiracies. I'm gonna have to dig in on that. Love that's it. yeah, that's very <laughs> interesting. Len is gonna be very excited to hear all this. He's a big Swifty. Um, yeah, very very interesting stuff. Yeah, but, but like one of the TikToks I saw was like on like every fifth show she announces something, and every thirteenth show it was something else. And if there's ever a date like May fifth or June sixth, so five five or six six. Or seven seven, it means like something wild is happening, and she's gonna incorporate something from her records into her show, or she'll wear a certain color, and it goes all sorts of rabbit holes and crazy shit. But it's great. Wow! And it's all it's like all sorts of like like super like uh, uh, what's the right word? They're like super uh, they're super passionate and like super flamboyant type people whether gay straight whatever it is but they're all like super passionate about it and it is great to watch and listen to it's <laughs> out there i suggest you do it are you a are you a swifty al i am like as close as you can be to being a swifty without being a full-on swifty okay there's definitely levels but i tried multiple times to go to her show yeah <laughs> okay well that tells me you're a swifty, Sounds like so. you're a swifty. <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny len's a big swifty <laughs> I didn't go, but I did try. Yeah, that's very funny. I love that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to quit giving her the spotlight as she's had enough of that. But Google yeah. Taylor Swift jet pollution. Sorry. Taylor Swift jet pollution, and we'll see. No need to be sorry. I brought it up. So, <laughs> uh, Jerry, I'm going to turn it over to you. And uh, what do you got for us in the stock exchange here? Um, yeah, so I, I talked a little bit about it earlier, the Zach Moss uh domination that continues uh what do you do here zach moss jonathan taylor how are managers supposed to approach this situation uh moss is the running back six on the season uh, but jonathan taylor just got paid so is taylor gonna be worked back in each week here back to that workhorse role to be the rb1 again will moss become more of a, a flex guy in the coming weeks what what's your approach to this situation um, well, I do think that Richardson getting hurt probably helps the running game. Well, I, I, I won't. Let me rephrase that. It doesn't help the running game. It gives the running backs more fantasy exposure. So, you know how critical I am of Taylor. I'm not going to believe it until I see it from him again. I don't know what to expect. He hasn't played football in a while. And the ankle was, I mean, he could barely walk in training camp. And maybe he was just hobbling around trying to get paid, whatever. 
And I do think it's hilarious how Jim Irsay came out and was like, you know, each side got what they wanted. No, Jim, you caved. You completely caved. You didn't get a thing you wanted. You gave in to Taylor. He got paid. And that's great. Good on Jonathan Taylor for getting paid. You got you to gotta put food on the table. But Ursay did not get anything he wanted out of this. So I want to be very, very upfront with that. So this whole thing, oh, we met in the middle, is complete dog shit. But I am yeah. not going to start Taylor if I have him until I see it. And maybe that'll be this week. Maybe it'll be a few weeks. I saw a report they're going to ramp up his workload. Moss, everybody benched Moss last week and he went nuts. They're probably going to start him this week. He might not do a thing. So... I don't know. It, it's tough. If I'm going to start, if I have both of them, I'm starting Moss for sure. And be prepared to be wrong. That's, that's pretty much all you can do at this point. Um, Al, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I can't believe that after all the crap that went down with this and the fake injuries that put Atlanta on, on pop and the public battle, and then they actually paid him, like caught me super off guard. Yeah. And then after all of that, I figured, all right, well, you just paid the man. And NFL contracts are always, you have to read between the lines. They're, they're, it's really a two-year deal and whatever else. But then I was like, all right, I fully bought into, they're playing him this week and they're going to now run the wheels off. And then they, I feel like it was all Zach Moss and he just lit it up. So I wouldn't touch that scenario right now. I would let it play out until you fully know what's going on. I also wouldn't rule out that they're going to do a sign and trade and they have a deal for them and they'll then try to move them. I need to look back closer a little bit. What is signing bonuses and what would be on the books and what the new team scenario would be, but it's possible that he's trying to get more value out of them. And now this his contract is out of the way and people know what they're dealing with. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think his deal was what three years, Forty-two million and twenty-one guaranteed. Does that sound right? I think so. I think that's Something about like that. right. And and you're right. You could easily get out of that after two years. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're we're all pretty much in alignment there. What do you think, Jerry? Your question. Uh, I agree. If if I have to start someone, I'm going to start Moss until I see it out. Taylor. I think they're going to as the year goes on, they're going to be forced to. He paid the guy that much money. They're going to put him to work. Ursula, I might want to run him into the ground. So, uh, yeah, I think you wait and see how it plays out a bit. Uh, but you might not have that option either. It's Bye weeks are coming. Might have to start Taylor. If you had him, you've been waiting for him all year. So I understand that side of it too. Um, good segue into the next one here. Um, talking about running backs this time of year, it's good to – we're seeing guys, we've seen how many guys went down this week. So it's a lot of, you're seeing a lot of managers out there picking up backups at the specifically at the running back position. We know the running backs are fragile. Um, is there any particular uh, running back you think has a good spot, a good chance at holding that spot the rest of the season? Like someone to me, like not that necessarily justice Hill ha- is a, a great addition to your team or, uh, but He's a guy, him and Gus, you know Dobbins is out for the rest of the year. You know he's going to have a role the rest of the year. Um, guys like, you know, Jeff Wilson's coming off IR, or could be, you know, um, getting activated here soon with A-Chan going down. Tajay Spears starting to break out a bit. I mean, is there is there any specific running back handcuff you would prefer rest of season? Uh, Al, won't you uh, lead off with this one? 
Um, I mean, the ones I feel the safest with at this point, probably Etienne and Jacksonville. I feel like that people, he's workload is probably going to stay pretty consistent and that he's going to be the workhorse there. Um, I'm going to say a very biased opinion will tell you David Montgomery, which I'm sure I'll get into later that I'm not sure, especially with Gibbs getting hurt ding now that they're ever going to give him his full share, uh, maybe Swift and Philly. But as far as like, I, I don't know. I have strong feelings about the running backs and that basically they are like phantoms. They are here one week. They're not here the next and you cannot rely on any of them. Yeah, I think especially in like Miami and Baltimore, it's just going to be a revolving door of week to week guys. And I do have high hopes for um, Keaton Mitchell, Baltimore. He beat out Melvin Gordon for a, a roster spot in camp as an undrafted free agent and then got hurt. So with him coming back, I, he's not going to be a workhorse by any means, but I think he could definitely have a role there. So excited to see what can happen there. Same thing in Miami. Jeff Wilson's no lock to play. You might see Salvin Ackman get a ton of run against Carolina this week. If Miami can run up the store, excuse me, the score like we all think they can, why are you going to put Mostert out there to, you know, kill the clock in the second half? So, um, the, yeah, that's the, just going to be a revolving door in the, on that team. Um, I mean, guys that have workloads completely locked down, McCaffrey, pretty obviously. I think Montgomery is pretty – Well, yeah. I think, I think Monty's a pretty good, pretty good one there, Al. Josh Jacobs seems to have it. Some weeks he doesn't do shit with it. Some weeks he, you know, he goes off. Uh, spoiler alert, and he'll probably go off this week. Uh, we'll save that for the for the smash section. Um, yeah, that's a good question. There might be a few more to come to mind. Uh, ETN's a good one for sure. What about hmm. backups? Is there any backups you prefer? Like, who's your best handcuff? Uh, I'm, I'm still riding that Roshan Johnson train and, uh, with Khalil Herbert. That's the one that just popped into my head. Yeah. I really like Roshan. We've talked about him several times. He has a concussion. So I, I do doubt that he plays this week, which sucks because Herbert's out and the bears are in a pretty good spot. Um, I think they play the Vikings who have a terrible run defense. So I, I think Roshan really could have ate this week, but I don't think there's any way he plays. Um, Hmm. Very good question. I'm still getting on the Keaton Mitchell train, so I'm looking forward to seeing him come out and and we'll see what Jeff Wilson does yeah. when he gets back. I like, I like Tajay Spears a lot. I could see, yeah. uh, you know, if anything happens to Henry, then he's the guy, guy. Yeah. And he's already making an impact as the RB two there. So he's one I, I love guys without really ACLs, so they can't tear them. Yeah, he does not have any ACLs. Yeah. Um, don't be surprised if Henry gets traded either, which is, is you know, he's been playing pretty good. Some weeks he disappears. Some weeks it looks like he still has it. But I wouldn't be that surprised if he gets traded to a contender like, I don't know, Kansas City maybe. I don't think he'd go to Miami after A-Chain popped off. Um, but there are some teams out there that could use Derrick Henry. Maybe the Ravens. Sure. Maybe the Ravens. That'd be interesting. Yeah, good question. He'd be a good Raven. Yeah. Yeah. He'd look terrifying in, like, the all-black unis with, like, the Ed Reed 
Um, yeah. Uh, shaded visor. Oh my god, it'd be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. What else you got for us, Jerry? That's it for the stock exchange for me. How about you, Al? You have anything you want to chat about? Um, I would say selfishly, I would love to get Najee off the field and just play um, Jalen Warren all, the whole time. But I would say I have a lot of wishes for that team. None of them are going to happen. So, <laughs> but he just seems to be so much better, and like, and it's not. It's a I would say your eyes deceive you because if you look at their success rates, they're like identical and yeah. neither of them are doing that well. Yeah, I haven't. But it's I've been, just like it, I haven't been thoroughly impressed with Warren. I know he's got potential and he was good last year, but he's just not doing, you know, if, if he did what he could with these opportunities, then Najee wouldn't have this much playing time. But to be honest with you, since we brought up Najee wearing jeans, and uh, I don't know if you missed that episode, but we talked a lot about um, a lot of denim wear. Najee Harris. And he's been averaging over like four yards a clip since we started talking about that. So maybe he's got some jeggings, something a little snug, and a little more aerodynamic. I don't know, but it's it's it seems to be working. I mean, he's just not putting any big games together. Just I think the team is not in a place where either of them could really thrive, unfortunately, with that line. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a rushing touchdown in five games, and I don't see that they're going to have one anytime soon. They're, so, yeah. I mean, they're just not – with the O-line blows, neither of them are that good, and the scheme sucks. I just wouldn't – fantasy-wise, I wouldn't touch anybody in Pittsburgh as best you can. I still like Pickens quite a bit. He had a good game, but that was a fluke. Oh but, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if if Muth so can get mess. if Muth can get healthy, because he's been a disappointment even when he was healthy this year. He stinks. Yeah. He might stink. He very well could. Hmm. All right, that'll close out the stock exchange. So make sure you uh, buy and sell as instructed. Now we're going to move over to the Smash Picks of the Week, brought to you by Burger Daddy Food Truck. And I will say, Drip Coffee House. I made a stop at Drip Coffee House uh, last Saturday. I drove back to Dubois to visit my parents. Um, Al Drip is Wagner and his wife's new uh, coffee shop they opened in downtown Brookville. What an establishment this place right. is. Very, very cool in there. Um, when I posted about it on our Instagram, it is white girl heaven, as you would assume a coffee shop is, but the baked goods, I got my mom a little muffin sampler. There was a French toast one, which I could barely get at home without, you know, just crushing it in the car. There was a red velvet and, uh, what else did I get her? A, I think like an apple crumb and, uh, I'm watching the carbs now, so I didn't have any, but God, did they smell good. I just wanted to put my head in the bakery case there. And uh, what else did I get? Oh, I got myself a, a little cold brew, just jet black, and holy shit, was it strong. I almost shit my pants on my drive from Brookfield to Dubois. It was one of the strongest cups of yep. coffee I ever had. I texted Brandon about it because um, he said, you know, he, he was uh, happy I stopped by, but he, uh, you know, upset that he missed me. I said, that cold brew is good, man. It is strong. He said, every day when we take it out of the fridge, he gets diarrhea <laughs> just from smelling it and seeing it get out of the fridge. So it is very, very good though. I like a, I like a nice strong cup. Um, what else did we get? I think that was it, but they have like 
it's like a restaurant. It's not like a bakery coffee shop. They got like breakfast plates. They got eggs and bacon and shit. Len, I know, had like a, a no breakfast sandwich. There's like little couches and stuff that you can sit at. Uh, they got a big menu. Obviously, all the Pop-Tart coffee, as I like to call it, that you can handle. Um, so much stuff. So definitely recommend stopping by Drip Coffee House. Janae was there working, and she's got a whole team of people there. And, I mean, the line was out the door. It was insane. So get it. You know, nice. get there early. Awesome. But Saturday, obviously, you're going to have that. And every girl was dressed like Han Solo with a, a North Face, Ugg boots, leggings, um, all, all of the things that you see in the, in the autumn white girl memes, which is really funny, but they got it going on and Han uh, Solo. That's really good. Yeah. I think it's Han Solo. You're the star Wars guy, Al. Is it, is it Han Solo? Yeah. 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 yeah so right. yeah, that's, that's a pretty good description. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool little place. Uh, but definitely check them out. And Burger Daddy food truck is probably closing up soon for the season, but pay attention to their socials. Not exactly sure where they're going to be at this weekend. I know Brandon was doing a private event um, when I stopped by and talked to Janae. So um, I'm sure they got something cooking. So we'll get into the smashes. Last week, talking with Jerry before the show, not a good week for anybody. So we'll run through these. Bry, bad news. You didn't do very good on your smashes. So he started off with Anthony Richardson, dead. Four points, and then his shoulder fell off. And they said he's out four to eight weeks. So kind of like the Justin Jefferson thing, the Colts are three and two, but I don't know why Anthony Richardson was, would play again this year. If he's out eight weeks, it's week five. That's week 13. I can't imagine they're going to be in a playoff push by then, but you never know. I'm hoping to get him back. I have him on a couple of fantasy teams, but I'm certainly not counting on it if it is the eight weeks. So four points. And then, you know, his arm fell off. Brees Hall though. This was a, you know, kind of a layup, but kudos to to Bry for getting the reports right. They took the training wheels off. Buck 77 and one, couple catches, 28 points. I think 28. Yep, 28 points. Wide receiver, he had Scary Terry, not as great. Four for 41. Four for 49, excuse me. That was a Thursday game. Can't expect a ton unless you're, you know, Unless whoever is playing against you in fantasy, because you'll never have a, a good player. Right. And Evan Ingram, not a good game. Four for 28 for six points. So one out of four for Bry. Um, I didn't do much better. I went out on a huge limb and went Zach Wilson against the Coes, and he certainly disappointed me. Eight and a half points, terrible. Monty, 109 on the ground and one score for 20 points. We know what we know about Monty. He's getting it done. He's looking like a top, an easy top 10 option right now with potential for, um, you know, maybe top five, especially with um, Gibbs being banged up still. I doubt he plays again this week. I went Jalen Waddle, who had his best game of the year. Tua was looking for him. It was kind of guaranteed for him to score this game. Five for 35 and one. I was five Waddle receiving yards away from, like, a huge parlay, and that was disappointing. But uh, 14 points, maybe not a smash, but I'll take it on, uh, you know, best game of the year. And Tyler Conklin, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to – I got to give myself this one. Tyler Conklin from the depths of the waiver wire, or, or the free agent list, because nobody's adding him as a waiver. Four for 65 for 10 points. Not bad. I'm going to take 10 points from a tight end you're picking up from free agency. I think that's pretty damn good. So 
I'm going to be selfish, and I'm going to take that Conklin smash. Uh, Nate made fun of me horrendously yeah. for picking up Tyler Conklin, and he can go ahead and uh, stuff Tyler Conklin up his tight little booty hole, and I'm going to take two smashes there. So, Jerry, how'd you do? Um, okay, not good, not great. Uh, I had two at QB. He was QB 13 on the week. He didn't have a bad game. He ended up with 21 points. Um, so he was just outside the top 10. Uh, Mostert, just barely outside the top 10. RB 11 on the week. He had 15 fantasy points, 10 for 65 and a touchdown. Um, it's looking up for him with HN on the IR. Uh, wide receiver, I had Dobbs. Uh, he had his worst performance of the season. Yeah. He had one catch for four yards. Pack- Packers just looked bad, and they couldn't get anything going on offense. Uh, that was, you know, coming off a of 12 and 13 target games. So very disappointing there. And then I had Jake Ferguson at tight end. He was tight end 23 on the week, so horrible game for him. Very tough game for the boys at San Fran. I blame Dak. He looked awful and couldn't get the offense moving, so... Your boy, Ferg Daddy. Um, I'll take one for... Yeah. Ferg was, <laughs> Fergalicious was not this week. I Tough still, matchup. I still believe. Speaking of Dak, I do want to share... Jerry, I sent it to you today, but a really great Dak Prescott meme. It was him, and he's on some cologne commercial, and it says... Uh, I can't remember what cologne, but Dak Prescott, the cologne you want to wear when you don't want to score tonight. That's incredible advertisement. I think that's hilarious. Dak sucks, and I really don't like him, and I'm glad that he sucks. And it is funny to see Micah Parsons chirping uh, with Debo, because I do like Micah. He's he's awesome. But uh, it is it is funny to see them go back and forth, because I could still see the Cowboys being you know a pretty good football team, but I think they're going to take a lot of frustrations out this week on the Chargers. On I think that's a Monday night game, so... I can see the Cowboys really rolling yep. that score up against that week, that week defense. So, all right, we're gonna jump into this week's. And uh, Al, you're the guest. Why don't you start us off at quarterback? Quarterback. All right. Um, I don't feel strong about this week in general, but I'm gonna go with Stafford. I was gonna say Puka is lighting it up. I'm gonna say I think they have Arizona this week, if I remember right. Yep. Um, Correct. I, was gonna I say, need Cup that. is going Cup is back. Yep. Um, so I'm looking for them to light it up in the afternoon and have a high scoring affair. Yeah, I need I need that bad in in Jerry's league. Jerry, who you got? Are we gonna sync up here? I think we might. I'm also. Yeah, I'm also taking Stafford this oh, okay. week. All right. Uh, he just Arizona. I love the matchup. Cup's back, looking great. Puka going off. I expect a multi-touchdown game. He's kind of been putting together good yardage games and only having one touchdown. I think he's getting a couple this week. Yeah, I could see that. Double smash. Now, I thought we were going to link up here with um, my quarterback this week, guy who maybe looks like himself again, you know? Joe Shiesty against the Seahawks. Kind of an an obvious pick, I think, for a smash here, but should be a good game. One o'clock. Chase looked unreal. Might get Higgins back. It, it looks like he might get Higgins yeah. back. So I'm hoping that we have, you know, vintage Joe Cool here and just really would like him to pick up the pace here. So I'm taking Burrow against the Seahawks. I'm not sure if Reek Woolen's back or not, but 
Devin Witherspoon looks really, really good right now. So it's not going to be as easy as it would have been, you know, two weeks ago. Um, so I'll kick it back on wide receiver here. So Jacksonville, 2-0 and in London. And a lot of people think that this wasn't fair for the Bills, which I probably agree with, but I'm glad they lost either way, being a Miami fan. And the field that they played on was like cement, they said. It, it was not comfortable at all. I'm not familiar with the stadium <laughs> they played at, if you guys are, but the players were not pleased about it. And Jets, or, or I'm sorry, the Bills fans were certainly not not happy about it. But Jaguars took it to them in their you know home city of London. And Zay Jones set back in his knee. He's going to be out a little bit more. And this guy stepped in, Chris Kirk. He is locked and loaded as a wide re- high-end wide receiver three right now for, for me. And I think Kirk could have a really nice game this week. So mark him down for, I'm going to say, at least 80 yards and a tut. Jerry? Nice. I'm going to take a guy we spoke about a bit earlier, um, Addison. First game with Jefferson out, and they play the Bears. So from what I've heard, uh, K.J. Osborne is going to take the X role that Jefferson plays, so he'll be taking that spot. So Addison really should stay where he's at. Um, I think he's going to get a lot more targets now. And even if he doesn't have this uh, big – blow up game i just i think there's gonna be enough volume for him this week to have a really nice fantasy game very nice al Uh, i have digs as my receiver this week i was gonna say like i was gonna say bills got chopped up in london i think they're gonna be pissed off i have to i'm blanking on who they're playing but uh the giants who are god awful yeah on sunday night so i think they're going to come back and be a little bit pissed off so um i'm gonna count on him to light it up and he's just so good and yeah sometimes i think he deserves more targets than he even gets so yeah he should probably be getting like 12 a game I, i agree with that and i work with um a guy i work with liam he's a bills fan he's from niagara falls buffalo area and Obviously, with some friendly banter, being in the AFC East here, and I sent him a, a memo, and I just said, oh, what did I say? So he sends out daily reports for his guys, and he said, you know, sends it to everybody. He's like, oh, see, see reports below and all this stuff. So I replied back just to him. I said, Liam, see uh, work plan below for the Buffalo Bills. And then in quotes, just said, make sure everybody in your defense is hurt and can't play. <laughs> he just replied back. <laughs> Well, they get the Giants this week for the layup that Miami got. So that's the game that everybody gets right on. And I think it's, you know, absolutely true. The Giants look – they might be the worst team in football. They are so, so, so bad. There's a lot of bad teams. Giants are really right up there with some of the worst. So I'm with you there, Al. All right, why don't you – Have you guys seen the video of Diggs partying with the Jewish, like, uh, holiday celebration in the street? No, that sounds great, though. Oh, it's so great. You need to look it up. It's right. so squirrely. Yeah. I'll be YouTubing that for sure. That's great. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, Al, won't you uh, hit us with a uh, running back? I'll take Etienne again. I was going to say he came on super strong at the end of the game in London. And I was going to say I think they got it working right now. 
Um, so as I say, I'm a little bit biased cause he's on one of my teams. So, uh, it's helping me out, but as I say Indy is not exactly, uh, shutting people down. I feel like, so that's a interdivisional matchup and I can see Jacksonville popping off there. Yeah. I love ETN. Uh, I have him in Jerry's league, so I would love to see that and uh, trying to work out a, another trade for him now in another <laughs> league. So we'll see if that can, uh, that can happen. I would like that. Uh, Jerry, hit us with a running back. I'm going to take Tony Pollard. Uh, he's been a bit underwhelming the past few games. Uh, like you said, they play the Chargers. Um, I think their defense is not very good against the run. Uh, so I think he has a real, real nice game, and the Cowboys really take it to the Chargers here. Um, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to want to prove that they are that team. Uh, so expect a big game out of Tony P. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I almost took Pollard. was very, very close to taking Pollard here. Um, but instead, take a guy facing a defense that is struggling mightily. And this legendary head coach is on one of the hotter seats in the league right now, in my opinion. And, and we probably never thought he could have been on a hot seat, but... I'm talking about Bill Belichick and Josh Jacobs is playing against him this week. And Matt Judon's out. Christian Gonzalez is out. The defense is in shambles. The offense, you know, they were never not in shambles. So uh, they're in bad shape. I like Jacobs to probably go over 100 and have a tut and probably, probably two or three catches this week. So Josh Jacobs, fire him up, locked and loaded, going to dominate. And we'll run it back with tight end here. And I'm going to take another layup, pretty obvious one. Jerry, you might, I know he's your boy, so you're probably going to have him here too. But it's the Hawk sucker. TJ Hawkinson, Jefferson's out. They're playing against the Bears. The Justin Fields is apparently now the best quarterback to ever play football. So they're going to be down a million points. They better throw it to Addison for Jerry. They better throw it to Hawkinson for me. I just think that he's going to – he might score twice this week. I might throw a little bet on him scoring twice this week. So, uh, Jerry, back to you for tight end. That's a great pick. I think I could easily yeah, see that do. happening. I'm going to reach a little bit and chase some points of Logan Thomas. Uh, he had a huge week last week. I do like his matchup this week. He plays Atlanta. They're, they're kind of using him like a wide receiver, and I love that. It's just all about if he can stay healthy – but if they are, if they continue to use him like they did last week, I uh, really like his upside. Um, we've seen him show the flashes in the past. So oh yeah, it's about staying healthy for him. I'm firing him up with you, so I'm rolling. Let's let's ride. All right, Al, finish this <laughs> off on tight end. Uh, I would say Hawk is who I like the most, but the other one I'm gonna take is Mark Andrews. I was gonna say I think. Uh, Baltimore is going to have a bad taste in their mouth of shit in the bed against Pittsburgh. So let's use him to come back this week against Tennessee, who Vrabel has them playing decent, but I really don't think they're that good. So uh, let's see what we can do in London and get Andrews on the board. Yeah, By the way, did you like guys that. see the picture of uh, Njoku's face after getting scalded? Weber just sent it to us. So, Jerry, you have it on your phone right now. It is weird. <laughs> Very weird. And, and oh, you can, wow. You can imagine. What a beast for being able to play like that. Yeah, yeah. 
You can imagine how much worse it was, you know, five days ago. But he looks like... Imagine wearing a helmet. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what he looks like? This is going to sound funny. He looks like Sammy Sosa. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I love Njoku. That sucks. But, yeah, kudos to him for... Yeah, for... it sucks bad. If they weren't playing uh, San Francisco this week, he would have been my pick after seeing that picture. But that San Francisco defense is so good. Fred Warner's such a beast, so I'm not going to do it. But... yeah. Kudos to him that for playing through that. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that'll close out the smashes for the week. Now we're getting into the new fan favorite segment. Soap. Soap. All right, Al, you're up. What do you <laughs> want? What do you want to hit us with? All right, my. Uh... My first soapbox, which we've already hit a little bit, but is just I hate the running back position. And number one is David Montgomery ruined my life with Gibbs. I don't know how you could possibly draft somebody at 12 overall and then just let somebody snake all his touches and especially his touchdowns. It drives me ape shit up the wall, bonkers, whatever you want to say. Like, And I'm a biased person. I don't think you should right now you should ever draft a running back in the first round and let alone Pittsburgh has a shitty one. So now you put one at 12 <laughs> who wasn't even the first one off the board and now you're not going to play him. Like what the hell are you doing? Like these people have no longevity whatsoever. Like you're wasting an entire year of this guy. You're probably going to have him for four or five. So why? And like it's Glock took him like number three overall a few years ago and Sankey and that should have been like the best moment of David Montgomery's life. And somehow <laughs> Detroit is playing him. So it is just, I hate it so bad. <laughs> well, you're preaching to the choir because Jerry is just livid about the, the whole Gibbs Montgomery thing. And he doesn't even have Gibbs. He has Montgomery. <laughs> That's the funniest part about it. <laughs> I think they're just terrified to use him. They're terrified to break him and they don't, they don't want to overuse him. It, which is, you made the exact point, Al. There's no longevity with these guys. Best case scenario, you have him for five years you don't pick up his option and then you let somebody else pay him. Now we don't know how the, you know, the several next years are going to play out in his career, but um, what are you saving him for when he turns 27? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah. I think they're just afraid to break. Right. Him. Like, yeah. The only sure time is that. now and you're not doing it. You idiot. Yeah. And my second thing I'll chime in with it just for a second is more fantasy related. If you are in a fantasy league, fucking participate yeah if somebody contacts you and like wants to make a trade respond send an offer of some sort um I, not our league so much and i would say nate and i kind of went back and forth and i kind of let it simmer and let it be quiet to try to talk him down and then jerry came in and snaked it anyway but my other league it's like people were like hey i want to make a trade and then i sent him like two or three offers and no counter offer no text to talk about it like be present in your leagues like just participate. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I hate that. And Nate, for some reason, Nate gets, and it's a self-proclaimed, the guy that gets more trades done than everybody. And he's right. He does do a lot of trades, but I hate trading with him because. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's always, he's always, and I know that's the point, but he's always looking to squeeze a little bit more out of somebody else as, a, as opposed to like Mike Jacobson, 
who is always trying to squeeze a little bit more out of you. You'll agree on a deal, and then he's like, you know what? Let me sit on a week, and let me let me pick. Let me see if I can get just you know a little bit more out of you. <laughs> Nate will take your offer, screenshot it, send it to somebody else. He's like, hey, beat this. Then that guy will take that offer. He'll send it to somebody else and be like, hey, I got these offers. You better beat this guy. And then it just ends up happening. People just give him what he wants, and I don't quite understand it. But Yeah, and he always wants to hit the home run. Like He will only do it if it's like an obvious win for him. Yeah. And sometimes you got to just bite the bullet. And if it's going to make your team better, don't worry about what you're giving up the other person. If your team's going to benefit from it, don't worry about what Watson or whoever it is judges who the winner of the trade is. If you're making your team better, then go for it. Like now, of course, don't let him rape you. But at the same time, like sometimes you just have to be looking out for you. But he is always looking for that home run. And like everybody's going to immediately say Nate won the trade and he won't make any trade that could be narrated any other way. Yeah. He's more, he's all, he's all sizzle and no substance is what it is. Yeah. I, but yeah, we were talking about it and then he didn't even give me the chance once he was making a deal with Curran to like, be like, Hey, this was my deal. Can you beat it? He just went to, I just looked the next day and two was on his team. I was like, what the fuck? So that's he's ex- the commissioner. So then he just put it through. That's literally what happened to me and Nate last year in <laughs> dynasty. And Jared was the other party. So I'm starting to think maybe you guys have a little mm. thing going on here, Jerry. Yeah. So what did we just uncover mm. here? Let's pull the sheets back. Pull back that wool yeah, blanket. Corruption. Look at KJ. Yep. KJ with this very, very sincere look of like, Dad, you're fucking around on everybody here. <laughs> you know, now I'm pissed. Now I'm going to get up on my box. Now I'm just kidding. But that is funny that, that uh, it happened. It's always them two together. I don't know. Um, I will chime in about the trades here. So Crooks Dynasty League, very fun. But when you make when you send a trade off in that league, I don't know a lot of these guys very well. So I'll just send an offer without texting first. If it was like one of you guys, that would be the opposite, obviously. But send an offer out of a, a few draft picks for CJ Stroud. And this is a one quarterback league. This so this is not a highly coveted quarterback scenario because I love Stroud and I want him in a dynasty. And he didn't say anything for a week. And I was like, hey, man, just, you know, this is, you know, Matt from, you know, the Crook uh, Dynasty League. I uh, was looking to get CJ Stroud. I sent you a nice offer. And, you know, let me know what you think. He didn't reply for like two days. And then he's like, oh, I, I couldn't do it for the picks. But if you include one of your, you know, um, young, really good running backs, maybe we could talk about it. And I'm thinking like, so you want Bijan or Brees Hall for in a deal for a quarterback in a one quarterback league? I was like, this is asinine. I, I sent him a uh, a second and a third, and that's a, I think overpaying right now for a quarterback, even though Stroud's been playing well. And it's just like, no, I need I need one of your good young running backs. Like, get the fuck out of here, man! Have you ever played a dynasty league? It's not how it works. So, and meanwhile, he doesn't even reject the trade. It just sits in a queue. That really makes me mad. So, do better, everybody. Oh, yeah, do better. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Jerry, what do you got on your soapbox? So, the Broncos gave me a week off that I'm back on the Broncos soapbox. <laughs> this might be the last time I stand on it because I can't continue to repeat it anymore. Sean Payton, how does your foot taste, huh? <laughs> you idiot. You can't talk shit and then not back it up whatsoever. Imagine the massacre that game would have been if Rodgers was playing. Oh, my God. You know, it's – you got beat by Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. The Nate this Hackett This isn't the Bowl. 2009 Saints with Drew Brees, Reggie Bush, Colston, Jeremy Shockey, 
This is a washed-up version of Russell Wilson with nearly no playmakers around him, and somehow you've managed to produce one of the worst defenses Denver's ever had in my lifetime. The worst defense I've ever witnessed of Denver. So shut your mouth, get to work, and figure it out. (laughs) We'll see. Who do they play this week, Jared? Uh, this week, who do they have? Um, Are they on bye, maybe? Oh, no, no, they have the Chiefs Thursday night. Oh, that's right, tomorrow, That'll be fun. That's a W for the the Coes, for sure. No doubt about it. All right, so I'm going to jump up here. I'm going to step up very high on the soapbox. The first thing I want to say is these young quarterbacks, the dual threat guys that can run, Please be smart about running and slide more. Anthony Richardson, dude, you're killing me. You were set up to just dominate this year, and now you're going to be out for two months. It happens all the time. RG3, I mean, I'm waiting for the next one. I'm surprised Fields hasn't gotten hurt yet, but these guys don't. I mean, Tua, he's not even a mobile guy, and and he gets hurt trying to run. Lamar, it's happened to him before. These guys really need to be smarter about you know, there are huge men coming at you, trying to hurt you so you can't play anymore. This is what happens. Please, please do better. Yeah. I hate that. Even Josh Allen, who's a, a vet at this point, he gets suckered into that quite a bit. Um, so we need to yeah. we need to do better with that, guys. So in the, my last part of the soapbox here, I got to jump on here. And Al, this is going to be very Steeler-oriented. This is not a shot at you at all, I assure you. But... I have to come at our cohorts here on the stairway. Last week, I got up on the soapbox, and I talked about my Texans, and I would not stand for the disrespect anymore for these Texans. And Bry, because he's nice guy Bry, said, oh, no disrespect to them, no disrespect to them. Then I went back and listened to the stairway, which we recorded the same nights, and all they did was drag this Texans team through the dirt. And it was very disrespectful, and... I would like to tell you that the Texans are head and shoulders above the Steelers in pretty much every capacity right now as a football team. Maybe not head coach. Al, you could argue that. But besides your pass rushers, there's nothing that the Steelers have that's better than the Texans. So, Bri, when you come out and say the Texans are nothing but like backup players, the Steelers are barely replacement level in special teams, offense, and defense outside of T.J. Watt, Highsmith, and Minka. So let's get that straight right now. Every part of the Texans team, except for those, is better than the Steelers. They're a better football team, and you can't say otherwise. So have a little bit more respect, and just because they wear black and gold doesn't mean you got to put your rose-colored glasses on before you watch the game. This is why Steelers fans get a bad name. Stop being so biased. It's gross. I hate it. I love you. Like a brother, Bri, same to you, Mikey. You guys need to do better. I love listening to the stairway, but man... Just watch the game without thinking like that, please. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Any rebuttals, Al? <laughs> as as one of the be- one of the biggest Steeler uh, fans that I know. Not really. I mean, this Pittsburgh team is. I don't have very nice words to say about them. <laughs> the coaching is atrocious, and like the Texans just outcoached the snot out of the Steelers. Like there wasn't anything that the Steelers did in that game that I I don't know how you could possibly say that really anything the Texans have is worse than the Steelers outside of the superstars, which is like the only thing Tomlin and company rely on. 
Like if it's not Watt, Highsmith, and Minka saving the day, like the Steelers will never win on scheme based alone. So yeah. like the coaching staff does them no favors. They have hit on some draft picks and have some superstars that buy them time. But I mean, CJ Stroud looks like 10,000 10, times the quarterback Kenny Pickett does. Oh yeah. Now granted he may actually have a coordinator that knows what football is, which Pittsburgh doesn't, but I mean, overall they're just so much better coached that it's not even funny. I would much rather be on Houston's fandom right now than Pittsburgh's. Cause I don't have a very, uh, positive outlook of how this is going to go soon i mean Tamika ryan's is the man obviously and i've been pumping yeah, this great. guy bobby slowick for weeks now maybe even preseason. he's just been an awesome play caller so I, I it's hard to argue with you but i want to ask one thing i know we pile on about matt canada here i just want to throw this last part in alex what do you take about you know george pickens um touchdown at the end of last game and matt canada's blank stare in the box upstairs did you guys see that clip i did i i am very um agnostic on it i don't need somebody like going bonkers like they're my mom is watching in the living room i would say (laughs) because he's got to be thinking that a he needs to come up with a two-point play and he doesn't have one he runs the same play on fourth and one as he does second and 16 so um he's got gears that are moving very slow in his head i don't think he can fully process that but you don't need to be going bonkers as a coach like sometimes it's nice to see tomlin get excited and everything else but you need a coordinator that's look thinking about the next play and it's great to see it and but i don't need him being the cheerleader up there i just need him focused on what his actual job is even though he sucks at it so <laughs> i that's a huge nothing burger for me that's fair that's fair i the will big, the big go ahead jerry the big thing circulating around is that Pickett audibled out of his play I, call. Oh. They score, and then I, he sits there in anger because that's I didn't I called an end around. So yeah. now I didn't I do, throw that touchdown. I do think Pickett met motion to Pickens and went hot. He shows them the zero, so they're running that zero out. I do think that they went hot there. And there's some bickering back and forth of whether they actually did or not. And of course people will lie about it, but so that may play into it. I buy into that more than I care about if he's cheering in the box. Yeah, that's fair. Right. I would have at least liked to, you know, just like a silent yeah, fist right. bump or something, but I, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. He just doesn't seem he like also that kind of guy. He touchdown so little, he might not know what it actually is. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> All right. So that'll wrap up week six. So, Al, we appreciate you taking the time to jump on here. I know the fans are going to be excited to hear this when we get it posted later tonight. Yep, always a pleasure. I love doing it, guys. Love you guys. And we love having you. Jerry, until next week, what do we got for him? Let's go get some W's. Let's eat some W's. Yeah, it's it's time to really crank it into the next gear, start to pull away. If you're if you're on the bottom of the barrel, it's time to climb back up those standings. We told you who the smash picks are. Put them in. <laughs> you you're solid. Him. You got to play them. If you got any of them, you're gonna win. Four for four across the board. We'll be back next week to dick swing around and and take our victory lap. So for Alec Gelfan Island and Mr. Chains, I am Funkhauser. We're out. Good luck this week.
Ha, ha, ha.